so who uh, who wants to talk about what happened the last time? I, mean, I became a member of the Circle of Flame. Honestly, seriously considered ditching this, you know, rinky-dink organization and joining the real heroes. <laughs> I mean, you guys are specifically not playing heroes. Y'all are playing, uh... Fighters. Rapscallions. Uh, so does anyone remember what happened last time? We wrapped up our meeting with the Blue Lizards. Uh, that mostly comprised of uh, me exiting the weird tower chamber... Uh, barely escaping from uh, a sand check, at least what seemed like a sand check, and Blades in the Dark. Uh, the rest of you guys had got to the chamber that things were happening, things were going down. Uh, I think you guys stole something, right? Yeah, we took the eye from Fitz the and eye, gave it yeah. back to him. Yeah, but it mostly comprised of uh, you guys stealing the eye, getting the fuck out of Dodge, and me escaping with you. After that... I don't honestly know. We handed it off to Fitz like we were supposed to. Right. Uh, we debated what we were going to do, but we decided we're probably going to try to steal it back from him later. Yep. Uh, since the main point now, I believe, was just to pin the blame on people. The the crater uh, that happened in White Crown, I think, was it? Or yeah, no, Brightstone. Brightstone. Uh, we inadvertently, well, I guess I shouldn't say inadvertently. We advertently engaged in a war with the Circle of Flame now. So we are... Uh, with negative three status with them. Well, someone did leave a trap in their stairwell that caused two of their high-ranking members to almost die, so... Well, maybe they should go down the stairs more carefully. That's on them. Uh, also, don't forget the dream that you and, uh, Iskra shared. Yeah, wasn't that, uh, we were pretty much in the the mountain range dreamscape that we saw? Yeah, we were in the lighthouse up on the mountain, which Jeremy absolutely stole from Night Vale. (laughs) Well? No, I stole this. I thought he stole it from Bioshock. This is something from a long time ago. Uh Uh-huh. I I will not say that it's not stolen, but it's not either of those references. Uh, well, after that, I think we were kind of left... Uh, to our own devices. Well, I mean, we're at war, so that's going to be something we're going to have to fix now. I don't know if that means we're going to destroy the circle like we did the other guys. I can't remember their name anymore. That's how important they were. Not important. <laughs> lamp blacks. The lamp blacks. The, the black. The black something. Uh, wasn't no lamp. the lamp lamp lighters. Lamp lighters, right? The lamp blacks. Lamp blacks. Okay, right. They Open were. Your you're ears. correct. They were lamp lighters, but the gang was the lamp. That's true. And yeah. we and we killed the leader by hitting him in the head with a with a, a street lamp, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't kill him that way. Tabitha killed him after he was <laughs> laying on the ground. He after was being dead. Hit by a he was already dead. I think Jeremy specifically said he was not. I did just edit this last week, mm. so. He was dead. He was no. He was knocked out, and then you said, "I want to start stabbing him through the head with my knives." I was demonstrating how dead he was already before <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Are all of these clocks up to date, Jeremy? Um. Yeah. So I did uh, want to go over a couple of faction activities that happened while y'all were doing your downtime. So the um. Sophia threw Clara at the Old Smoky Tavern through your interactions with her during this brief period of downtime. You've heard that things are escalating between the Red Sashes and the Crows. In fact, the Red Sashes are actively going around to people and saying that they should stop giving the Crows their support. 
uh, and should start, you know, paying tribute to the sashes instead. Since the crows are clearly not protecting the people of Crow's Foot. There have been another string of disappearances, a couple of... Did uh, some kids go missing? Some of the kids had gone missing a while back, but now it, it seems like people are just walking into alleys and then not being seen again. I mean, that is or how being found like work, a Jeremy. week, week or so later decaying in a canal with no obvious signs of death. I think you mean no obvious cause of death. There are lots of yeah. signs of death. Yeah, that, that's the one. No obvious cause of death. <laughs> Virgil, you've been on occasion when you've been at Bob Clala. Every now and again while you're down there, you felt like a presence, like something is actively seeking you out. Uh, so far, the magical wards at the that y'all have, the arcane wards that y'all have up at the lair, uh, seem to be causing that attention to roll off of you. But every now and again, on the other side of the wall of the quarters in the basement of the law office, you can hear what sounds like a heavy machine stalking up and down uh, one of the sewers. Sounds like it's probably Flint's. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a safe to think about. Do you mean assumption, Jeremy? Yeah, a safe assumption. Hey, uh, Cliff, why don't you make a fortune roll for me? Uh, fortune roll is just a d6, right? Yeah. Four. Four. All right. Since that is kind of like a mixed success, I want to say that you probably have enough warning that... Lady Penderlin is about to walk through the front door of the law office before she does so. Is there anything that you want to do about that? Hide all the illegal shit. Do you remember who Lady Penderlin is? Cop. Uh oh oh shit oh shit yeah yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. Hide the drugs. <laughs> so Lady Penderlin is the wife of the leader of the Blue Coats. Yeah. who you had been uh, spending a lot of time with inside of the Centralia Club. And uh, one of the problems with having your name on the business is that it makes it <laughs> a little easy for people to find you. I mean, to be fair, you guys did say that all your names are on the business. No, at all. <laughs> when did this happen? When I was in prison, y'all decided it was going to be uh, Lawlesses of Claw and Sophia and Virgil. No, 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 no. hang on. Hang yeah, on. I, va is, I vaguely we've, remember we've clearly, this, that no, we no, said, no, no, and no. sons. You did say no, no, that. No. We said, at all. So if he's looking for <laughs> at all, they're here. Claw and associates. It just says claw <laughs> and ass. Uh, well, I mean, this, you're right. This is a legitimate business. Uh, of course, there is no overt crime happening in the, you know, the, the, the foyer, uh, <laughs> my, my office where I meet people because I'm still doing law stuff, um, you know, for the general public. All that's kind of kept behind closed doors. Yeah, I'm going to just kind of take a deep breath, recognize that shit, shit is about to hit the fan. But, uh, you know, I am a, I am a lawyer. I'm a legitimate businessman. And so is she. So <clears throat> clear my throat. And see what happens. Make sure right. that Iskra hasn't left anything untoward in the front room. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a glance around and I will, you know, before that, I'll take my pistol out of the side drawer that I've got in my, um, you know, desk. Just kind of hold it in my lap, just in case. So you're going to stay seated at the desk? Yeah. I probably okay. have a little, like, 
Uh, I don't know if keyboard trade, not really, of course, but probably a little drawer or something, something under the desk where I can kind of hold the gun in case I need to move. Okay, I gotcha. You have a pistol mount? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So yeah, the little bell at the door uh, rings its chime as Lady Penderin walks into the little foyer. Uh, I think that we described this law office before as being, you know, kind of smaller. You know, there's a little foyer out there where there's a unoccupied secretary's desk and then a doorway that leads into your office itself with the bookcase of your different law books behind it. Yeah. Um, well, so they don't have a secretary on hand. Uh, I'm sure that Iska would kill me if I asked her to play that role. I would, I'll just kind of like, you know, shout to the foyer. Uh, yes, come in. I'm in the back. Lady Penderin, uh, her face kind of lights up when she hears you call out, and she steps through the doorway smiling and says, Ah, there you are, Cliff. I was... It took me some time to find you again. I never saw you come back to the club, and when I returned to the library, you were gone. It's out of character. <laughs> there, was, there, were, there was a lot of noise that happened in our escape from the venue last time, right? Um, so to say there was a commotion. Yeah, there was a commotion. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. There was, um, you know, I was, I was, I was checking out your, the, the wondrous library, uh, that you guys have. And suddenly there seemed to be a scuffle. I heard, uh, a gunshot ring out and, you know, uh, chaos. And I just, I, I booked it out of there. I, unfortunately the, uh, my whiskey got the better of me or champagne or whatever we drank. Uh, you know, champagne got the better of me and I just. I, I ducked out without thinking. Yeah, uh, she kind of nods a little listening to you and says, I can understand that. You're in a strange place, strange circumstances, but I hope it won't put you off. We just had a little run-in with some ne'er-do-wells who were trying to steal something from us. Well, I know the city's a big, a big and awful place nowadays, getting worse all the time. Yes, well, by the way, you wouldn't happen to have heard of these people at all, would you? They're... They call themselves Moxie? <laughs> Moxie? Yes, we're still trying to pinpoint who the exact members are. We've found some things out about them, but uh, perhaps a man with your connections might be able to help us. Hmm. Well, you know, it's, there's so many gangs and, and roving bands of, <laughs> of, 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 of people you know, in the city nowadays. It's hard to keep track of every single one. But uh, I could certainly keep an ear to the ground if you'd like. I think it would be, uh, you know, helpful to provide you some information if I if I could find it. And you know, likewise, it could be a beneficial relationship. Yeah. How how is Cliff uh, feeling about about her asking him who uh, who his friends are? Well, she probably has some idea if she's coming to approach, but she doesn't seem to be launching an outright attack. So just trying to read the room and see what angle she's coming from. You might be able to get some more information if you can think of a good role for that. Okay, let's. I think sway would be kind of the best, you know, way uh, to do that. I think I would like to maybe pour her a drink from the bottle of something I've got in my other desk drawer. You know, the one opposite where I held my gun. Uh, I think uh, you know, getting some booze involved in the equation would kind of help her open up a bit. Okay, so you could make a sway roll with, um, I'd say, uh, great effect with if you're going to use booze. Hmm, risky position or control? What What do you guys think? Risky or 
desperate for this. Well, she, it depends on what she knows. Yeah. Is it based on what she knows or based on how Cliff, how much stress Cliff is feeling? <laughs> yeah, that's potentially true. Cliff seems to be playing it pretty cool. doesn't know what she knows. Cliff, Cliff is playing it pretty cool. So it's based on Cliff that I would say risky. Okay. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. Because uh, if I slip up, I could reveal some information to her that I don't want to. Uh, I wouldn't call it desperate since we're not fighting or anything. But you said great effect. And uh, hmm, so the great effect comes from the glass i want to see if i can get a bonus dice uh by pushing myself i'll take the two stress no worries anyone want to help him i don't know how i mean can i'm, I'm not even i'm watching through a if you or something. if you want to put yourself into the scene uh how many dice you're gonna be rolling cliff uh i've got one from sway and i'm getting myself a bonus dice i've got two all right i'm sure you're fine yeah let's see what else i've got here uh, that doesn't work. Hacking doesn't work. Ah, uh, damn. Not using console for weaving the web. Okay, that should be good. All right, double fours. Double fours. Okay, let's. It's a mixed I know success, that right? that's a mixed success. So let's see what we got here. We got you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. So why don't you go ahead and uh, describe to us how you're uh, right. getting this information from her? So generally, what I want to do, what I want to get out of this conversation, is I want to convince her that I will give her information on my, or I will find information on Moxie. You know, I got to go out and find it. I want to convince her I am her ally. Maybe even to the point where I hinting at I would betray my team, you know, to get her on my side. But, you know, if there's a kind of a, a complication, maybe she needs some proof or something. So I'm going to pour her the drink. Yeah, that uh, it was it, it was a wild scene the other day. I know that, uh, it, I mean, it seemed like, like you and your compatriots keep tight security on your club. But with all these games coming and going now, it's, it, you know, it's, it's tough to be aware of everything and to to know all the people vying for your position it's a it's a stressful life what, what was her first name by the way uh lady <laughs> i don't think uh she ever gave you a first name or at least if she did i don't recall what it is well she I is a lady she's like capital lady so i will i'll use it's gonna hurt for me to say it but milady did you tip your fucking hat gross <laughs> I'll, pull, I'll pull my fedora off the uh the coat hanger just for this and tip it and put it back <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll say milady kind of awkwardly hoping that she offers her first name uh you can call me dora dora are you an explorer <laughs> does she have a map <laughs> uh well uh she uh how, how good is uh this liquor that you're plying her with uh, it's something I keep at my desk, likely for these reasons, to oh, entertain Oh, you know, like right here guests. on your sheet, it says fine bottle of whiskey. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Count for nice. load. All right. It wasn't even my load. It was in my desk. So, yeah, this is, uh, it's not swill. You know, I keep that next to, uh, next to my bed and the, uh, uh what do you call it? The end table. Yeah, it helped me yeah. fall asleep at night. But uh, this is this is fairly good stuff. Well, she kind of relishes it uh, while uh, she drinks. And uh, what was the question that you had asked her? Uh, I'm just I thought you know it, it it 
it's it's a it's a chaotic situation our city is in now. It's just getting worse all the time. You can't you know, even as a secure place as 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 your club is, it's just it's just wild that people can break in and cause a scene like that. Well, we feel like they may have had help from the inside. The uh Oh uh between something that happened with our group earlier and that particular incident, we're almost certain that someone is feeding Moxie information about uh, where we operate and what our plans are. Oh no, so you feel there's a, a traitor in your midst? It's it's a terrible feeling, but that's why we need people that we know we can trust, people that are dedicated to the cause. You, you, you are dedicated to the cause of restoring the old order, aren't you, Cliff? I I mean I I admit Dora I'm I'm new to all this and this is a lot but you know I I liked what I saw and I only got a glimpse the other night but I liked what I saw and you know they're, they're like like I just said there's a lot of problems in the city now and you know a return to the the old ways maybe what Duskfall needs to shake it up so yeah I'm on board I can I you know there's only so much that you know this lonely barrister can do. Uh, here in Charter Hall, but I can certainly keep my ear to the ground and my eyes peeled and uh, let you know what I find out. All right. So I am pretty sure I know what the complication is here. As you're talking with her, as y'all are spending time drinking and, you know, she's telling you things, you're telling her things, you start feeling that she would be open to a relationship with you. Okay. She's like eyeing you uh, okay. in that sort of way. Now, I don't know if right. that's something that you're fine with for your character. I don't want to say that your character feels that same way for you, but that might be an interesting complication. Uh, I could see that happening. Uh, she's she's noble born. Uh, she's attractive. She's, yeah. She's married. I'm going to definitely... I'm going to at least convince myself that it's just for the sake of getting one over her, you know, in this, in this you'd like to. battle of personality, yeah, <laughs> <sort> of <laughs> battle of personality, but yeah, so I guess we can say by the end of it, maybe back and forth, maybe we set a date. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you go ahead and put Lady Pender in on as a, um, a true friend. Yeah. As a true friend. We'll see where that goes. Also, do keep in mind that she is married to the leader of the Blue Coats, so <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. All right. I mean, she's trying to play me just as much as I'm playing her. Like we all, we know the game that we're playing. Game recognizes game. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Even right. if we had to fuck the shit out of each other before the end of it, <laughs> we know the real game. Uh, so Iskra, one thing that you see uh, in this downtime activity is uh, Eckerd comes to you did some stress relief this time didn't you me no no well he probably you know y'all have a regular body delivery schedule and uh where he comes to bring you corpses and you know he's like looking around at the drop off and sees that you still have you know that you haven't been going through as many bodies as you normally do and so he's looking, and he says, "Ah, is is, is everything all right?" Eckerd, you delectable coward! That is none of your business. Mm. Well, 
And you know, like, business is real good right now, so just let me know if you need more. I can try to put them on ice, but, you know, who knows how, how much longer we're going to keep finding new bodies like this. It's like you can't walk down the street without tripping over a fresh corpse. That's interesting. Any theories going around in the circle of enthusiasts on what's killing these folks? Well... It ain't nothing natural, that's for sure. Lots of people are saying there's a vampire in Crow's Foot now. A vampire? That's fun. What do you think? Off the cuff. Yeah. Well, you know... I don't, you know, or work, I wouldn't have asked. Work is work is, like... I, you know, And he kind of, like, pulls a uh, Demon's Bane charm out from underneath his, uh, his coat that he's been wearing... Uh, it's like hanging around his neck and he says, I'm, I'm going to be prepared. Don't really believe in all this hocus pocus, but it doesn't hurt to be ready, right? I suppose not. Um, any eyeballs in this order? The last few were missing them. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, got at least five eyeballs in those four bodies. All right. Pretty good. Um, I may have something for you later. Speaking okay. of bodies... Have you noticed that they're particularly prevalent in any one area, or are they scattered all over? I mean, I just operate here in Crow's Foot. Um, well, but... but alleys in particular, where you're finding them often, as opposed to others. Let's see, let's see. Uh, you know, I've, well, like, let's take these five fellers I found here. Mm -hmm. um, so we got, I found one over on, you know, Underpass Lane, which is right here found another uh underneath the bridge over the barley this guy i found him on sparrow street tucked in the corner behind a trash can mm -hmm. tucked is the spine intact yeah yeah he's here all right well this guy he was over underneath crow's bridge all right. it's on the float and the fifth one fifth one was in the middle of barking dog court they found them strung up in a tree, like something had tossed them up there. Well, you say strung up, that typically means people wrapped a rope around one's neck. Strung well, up or tossed up? Like tossed up and tangled up in the branches. Alright, thank you very much, Ecker. I will see you next time. Try not to get eaten or killed. You know it. Can't, can't make money if you're dead. That's accurate. Well, mostly accurate. Have a good one, Ecker. So if we triangulate these points... Yeah, they are in a circle around this crow's nest, more or less. These right to the buried treasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should talk to Lysa, or Lisa, or however you say her name. Lissa. Lissa. And ask her why she's killing folks. I mean, that's technically Rorik you're talking to, if you're asking I mean, Lissa's okay. body's question. True. Ask Rorik Lissa. Lissa Rorik. The body formerly known as Lissa. I think we should probably talk to that. Alright, well, I'm gonna tell, uh, tell my fellow Moxiers, sure, uh, what has happened. Alright, so, uh, what do you guys want to do? We're out of those faction moves that I've been doing. Uh, I mean, our next panel was to re-steal the eye, right? Uh, yeah, y'all had talked about wanting to do that. Just steal it back and give it back to the blue wizards. But maybe we should hold off until he dies down a bit on the eye before we jump in to that. Well, another option, or another thing to think of is we are at war with the blue lizards, and <laughs> I just have a an ankle to which I could pin the blame on somebody else. 
So if um, I could, you know, turn in Moxie, that's, you know, really one of our other rival factions, pin the blame, we can divert some of this animosity towards somebody else. So, Jeremy, can we take us back to the main map with the uh, relationships? So, our close friends, the Red Sashes, are at war with the Crows that are friendly to us. Yep. That's not a good position for us to be in, to have our friends to be at war. Look, if we st- we could steal the eye and then and then hide it in the Red Sashes <laughs> or the Crows compound and then, you know, turn... I like the idea of stealing the eye from Fitz and giving it back to the Blue Wizards and then stealing it back from the Blue Wizards, (laughs) giving it back to Fitz, and just make money in a circle all the way around. That's that's risky, though. (laughs) (sighs) Also, keep in mind that if y'all try to steal that thing from Fitz, y'all are going to have to do it in such a way where you leave zero evidence or you're going to lose him as a contact. Well, so um, the Blue Wizards... Are looking for their eye. We don't have the eye. Nope. Fitz does. Yep. We could just tell them where it is. Let Fitz deal with it. You know that's not a bad idea. Mm. And I have I have a good connection there. We do have to being we do have to worry that Fitz might turn us in as being the actual perpetrators, though. I mean, this is the reason he outsources but, and but, doesn't do but it if himself. He's, if he does, then he's dead to us, and we don't care about stealing from him. Yeah. I mean, they already know Moxie was involved. That you know that's true. That what are they going to do? Say it was Moxie. Let me go talk to my man on the inside. We can try throwing throw Fitz out of the bus. Excuse me. Now you're talking on his insides? Jesus, what else are you going to do? I'm open for more discussion, but I also think that might be a way to... That doesn't really solve the war problem, though. No. I mean, my thought was that it would make them calm down a little bit if we're like, hey, it wasn't personal. We were doing a job. If you want it back, we know where it is. You know, call, down, call a truce or something. Could that blow... Um... Anybody's cover? We did that though. Did that blows Sophia's cover. It would have to be someone else doing that. Then I, I, I can't be like, oh my Moxie. Yeah. I could go unmasked. No one's ever seen your real face. I mean, people have seen it, but they don't typically assume. They're not familiar with it. I'm not the Mandalorian. I just wear a mask all the time. <laughs> the other option is, I mean, being at war sucks. We could help the Red Sashes take out the Crows because we know something the Red Sashes probably don't about the Crows. We have a good in there. And then, like, we could use them as, like, a, like a parlaying party. We could be like, we'll help you, but you need to, help us. you know, meet with the Circle of Flame and tell them to chill. Also, I'm pretty sure Rorik's a vampire, so the accretion of Rorik and Lissa are a vampire. Hmm. Okay. I think that's where Jeremy's going with all of this. I don't know for sure, because he doesn't tell me things, but... I mean, vampires are, like, an enemy type in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we think the new Red Sashes, if they were war boss, would have an, enough sway to, get the, to, like, chill the war out? Because they're basically the Aruvians, and I have to imagine the Aruvian consulate has some yank with the they circle. They have some flame. influence, I would think. Well, they are Aruvians, but they aren't, you know, like, the representation of Aruvian if that makes sense. They're just an Aruvian gang. Hashtag not all Aruvians. <laughs> let's see. So let's look at what all of these faction statuses are. So right now, the Circle of Flame is a tier three gang. The Red Sashes are tier two with a stronghold. And the Crows are two, tier two with a stronghold. So if you're able to knock the crows down the peg with the red sashes, that would elevate them up to tier three, operating at the same sort of level that the Circle of Flame is at. 
so I would say that that would probably give them enough sway to, you know, help you with that sort of negotiation if that's what you're wanting to do. Okay, yeah. That, that sounds like a plan. We'll scratch their back, make us scratch ours. All right, let's go talk to them. We've had good luck in the past. We're just going to out <laughs> Rorik, right? Is that our plan? What's the plan? Just out Rorik. We're going to talk to, uh, what? My Lara Clev? Yes, Avasarala. Yeah. My Lara Clev. All right, well, let's, uh, let's set up a meeting with My Lara. Uh, yeah, so you're able to arrange a meeting with My Lara. You know, y'all are in really good terms with them, so... You don't even have to, like, set up an appointment. You can just kind of yeah. walk up, and she makes time for you. And uh, who all is going to this meeting? I'll go. I'll everybody, right? I mean, I mean why not yeah, everybody? I mean, yeah, everybody. Might as well. Even the punch throats? Not no. the punch throats. No, they don't, they don't count. Okay. They're not They're not part of everybody. They're not people. Jeremy, come on. Wow. I didn't say that. Damn, Jesus. Tobias. You're all thinking it. Racist. <laughs> You're all thinking it. We're not, left. actually. Iskra, I know you. <laughs> you right. don't yeah, know me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mylara sits down with y'all. Y'all are in her receiving chambers up above the main sword fighting hall uh, of the mansion that is the Rising Star Academy. And... Um, she says, ah, well, it's always good to see you, my friends. What, uh, is there something I can help you with today? Well, it seems like we're all in a situation, and we could all help each other out. So, uh, word around the campfire is that uh, the Sashes are not too happy with the crows. All of Crowsfoot is not too happy with the crows right now. Oh, I'm really? certain that they're behind all of these disappearances that have been happening. I have a theory on that. <laughs> okay, so they're causing a lot of stress on the area. It's taken away from, from your job, from your work, from your income. That's right. And, this... uh, on our end, we're having some problems with some, some lizard people uh, up north. Uh, yes, I'd heard, uh, I'd heard that you had had some run-ins with the Circle of Blue Flame. Yeah, so we've been having um, uh, a wizard uh, problem, <laughs> and you know, uh, we've been we've been. This is not the first war we've all been involved in. So I think if we went to bat for you guys, helps you with your crow infestation, uh, then maybe you can help us with our lizard infestation. Uh, well, I'm listening. I'm always happy to help my good friends out, but how? Do you have a particular idea on how you might help us with the crows? Well, um, that's honestly kind of what I'm coming. We're coming to you, uh, you for my Lara. If uh, we've been we've been hearing, I assume that you know, it's pretty open rumors about the disappearances at this point, even if the vampiric bits aren't. I tell you what, you're still in good with the crows, correct? More or less. Yeah. If you were to say go and. The next time you have to pay your dues to the crows, if you were to leave a device that would help us infiltrate the crow's nest, because that's the main problem with the crows, is that tower that they're in. It's uh, all but impenetrable. It's a veritable fortress. And while I think that the uh, district itself is more than willing to leave the crows behind, uh, the problem is that while that stronghold stands and is theirs 
they're going to be a dominant force here. But if you could somehow help us to take that from them, then I think the tables would turn indeed, and Crow's foot would be better off for it. Have you ever been to the Crow's Nest before? Oh yeah. Yes. A lot of elevators. So you understand the strangeness that uh, seems to just seep out of that place. If we were to attack it and scale the walls, we could almost certainly force the gate. If we didn't have a clear path to the top of the tower, then uh, we would most certainly get lost inside. I mean, that's what happened to the last people that tried to uh, knock the crows off their perch. They definitely employ some kind of weird magic. I'm not certain if it's something they employ or if it's just the nature of the place, but it uh, is definitely difficult. Uh, and it's very simple for them. All they have to do is just cut the guideline that leads to the top, and no one's going to be making it up top anytime soon, that's for sure. But perhaps if there was someone up there who could help secure the guideline while we made our entrance. No, wait, hang on. Previously you said leave a device there. Now you want a person there securing the guideline? I mean, that would seem the easiest way to do it. When when you're dealing with strange arcane effects like that, I'm a little out of my depth. What about a chemical trail? What sort of trail? She oh, looks intrigued by that. It's easy enough. I paint all of our shoes with a particular chemical of my own design, which glows under green light. They don't have any green lights there, so we walk in, pay our dues, make our obeisances, and leave. You infiltrate, break down their gates, do whatever you want, and bring a light with you. Follow the trail all the way up. Uh, is that a chemical you actually have, Tabitha? No, I'm lying. <laughs> Why are you lying to your friends? Because I figure I could figure it out. It's not a hard chemical to develop. She said, mm, I mean, something like that could work. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, like currently the crows use a line to work their way up and down the tower, but I suppose it doesn't have to be that particular line. What if that line got electrified? <laughs> then it would burn. Please stop electrocuting things. <laughs> just, I just have one, one thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have anything else they want to talk to Mylera about while you're here? Should we tell her about Rorik? Um, do you want to tell her? Do we think it's a good idea to tell her about Rorik? I mean, she already wants him dead. Well, she's going to be pissed if she walks in into a fight with Lysa and his fucking vampire ghost Rorik, man. Oh, yeah, that's if true. If, if she's our friend, yeah so, I'll be, yeah, so Sophia will say, what do you know about Rorik. Uh, I knew him well. <laughs> Alas, poor Rorik. Yeah, my Lara kind of looks at you and says, Rorik, he was Lissa's former boss, and then she probably killed him, and now she's the boss. <laughs> what if What if I was to tell you you were half right? She, like, lifts an eyebrow. Lysa definitely killed Rorik, but then Rorik's ghost took Lysa back. So the Lysa you've been warring with is Rorik. She kind of smiles a little bit and says, Well, I've heard of Stranger Things, <laughs> but that's definitely quite a tale. It's Rorik in Lysa's body. Why do you think that happened? Um, oh, I, 
I don't think it happened. I was there. <laughs> we kind of sort of helped slash made it happen. Well, don't look at me. <laughs> Sometimes you've got a rock and it's got some souls in it and you don't know what to do with them all. So you just kind of let them go. Yeah. So uh, Mylara looks at you all appraisingly and can <laughs> tell that you're not lying to her and can't imagine why you would be lying about this sort of thing if you were. And says, I was wondering what happened to Kajalta rise in the crow's esteem so quickly. I believe you when you say this, but that seems very unnatural. Oh, why, it is. Why would you do that? We also think that it might be a vampire now, due to the warping of something, spirit nature. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a wild assumption. We did it because we wanted, we needed the crows to like us. Well, I get that. I would happily shove, you know, your, your dead spirit into Billy's body if I had to, you know? That, that uh, person actually has a name. What is the name? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's... Because uh, uh, it was in that short story I wrote. Uh, oh. And then yeah. did nothing else that? with... Uh, mm-hmm. What was it? Yadnandi. I'm going to take away your naming privileges. What? That, that was a randomly generated name. Sure. Just like Taylor Swift? <laughs> Taylor Swift whistle was randomly generated. Mikalash Cage it was not. I, I claim that one. Anyway, you know, you, you know, when you're a scrappy little gang, you do what you can. If, uh, if you're going to be the new boss, we don't want you to walking into a, you know, shit show ghost vampire ambush. I appreciate that. If you can get us a way in, and if we're successful in the raid, well then, I would be more than happy to help you with your wizard problems. Our wizard infestation. Alright, so is that the plan then? I think so. Well, we gotta make this stuff first. When you return to your headquarters to make your plan and get your gear and all of that, uh, you find a missive waiting for you. One of the local urchins had delivered and just left on the desk. Or no, he's probably still waiting there because he wants to get tipped. Also, Um, how would he have gotten in? We definitely locked that. Yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, uh, there's a uh, urchin there. What's his name? Tad Taylor. That's right. So Tad, the courier from the Strathmill house, uh, is uh, waiting there. He says, "Ah, he- hello, friends. Uh, Mister Fitz has a letter here for you." Thank you. I'll I'll flip him a coin and take the letter. Cool. So mark a coin off. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, here, have this hundred dollar bill. Wants a tip, I'll, I'll tell <laughs> have, him. Have a week's wages for delivering a letter. <laughs> Buy Thanks, low, friend. sell high. So yeah, in the letter, Fitz says, uh, "Thank you so much, my dear friends, for helping to return that which was taken from me." Jeremy, you're just trying to draw like twist the knife, aren't you? I am worried though that I may be drawing attention and that the circle of blue flame may try to enact retribution if there was a way for you to help protect my museum i would be forever grateful it would of course not go unrewarded okay well it's a good thing we have a mercenary group that is adept at causing physical harm (laughs) that is true is this a job for the punch throats Y'all boys ready to punch some throats? Let's do it. (laughs) Alright, so are y'all going to send your gang to uh, Fitz's museum by themselves, or does someone want to lead them there and not be involved at the crow's nest? So the the crow's nest thing, that's just, that's sort of a sneaking mission, right? Yeah, like that's gonna need to be a heist. 
and we uh, don't have that chemical yet, so we have to do that. Yeah, and that's gonna be downtime here <laughs> while God you're at war, it. so that's not gonna be great, especially since y'all have already used all your downtime stuff. Mm-hmm. So you could either try to craft it and then make it using downtime activities, or you could try to hunt it, like find the purveyor of it, and purchase it using downtime activities. Could I do this as a flashback, maybe? Uh, here, let's... Well, uh, why don't the we... Thing, well, the thing if we're, is, if we're, is that if... you're not in a... Uh, uh, you're not in a heist at the moment, so you can't do... Because flashbacks are only for heists, right? I don't... You're the... Different scores, yeah. So, yeah. The, I mean, the thing is, Jeremy, like, we need... I don't really see why this is a quote-unquote... Uh, uh, downtime activities since this is part of the mission like it feels like a game mechanic that should be like for downtime kind of stuff which if this were just kind of a side project a side hustle that isker were doing sure but this this is the heist this is part of the heist this is prep for the heist so i don't feel like it should be downtime exactly i mean the, the score should be to create this either like find or create this thing yeah I mean, I was able to make bioengineered leviathan gills. In How are those, by the way? They itch a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to take, like, talcum powder and... As, as flashback of... involves a downtime activity, pay one coin or one rep for it instead of stress. Okay. So... That's fine. I can pay coin. Oh, instead of stress. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've got a handful of bioluminescent moss and some poisonous roots and a whole like tinkering lab i feel like i could probably whip something up pretty easily also i'm venomous so i can secrete venom (laughs) if that would help somehow so let's talk about the heist itself then so what is the plan so you got assault deception stealth occult social or transport i think this would either be deception or it's not really stealth like we're not sneaking up we're going to pay our dues they know we're coming they just don't know what else we're doing. So I feel like deception would be the best fit. When we go in there to pay our dues, I could sort of tie them up with, you know, some chit chat and just some admin kind of kind of things while someone, many someones, uh, sneaks about and plants what we need to plant. Because, like, the... Well, the problem is we don't need to, we're not trying to... All, we're literally just walking in, paying our dues, and walking out. Which is, you know, obviously there could be complications there. But that's the, that's the only plan we have. We don't need to do anything fancy. Yeah, so, I mean, it could technically be transport. Carry cargo or people through danger. Detail the route and means. Okay. Yeah, sounds like transport. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right, so everyone's going here, and no one is going to help the punch throats. What is he? What does he actually need? He just wants some muscle, right? he, he He wants someone to be there to guard his museum in case... The uh, blue mages decide they want to come and get their eye back. I mean, that sounds like a job for grunts. Yeah, like that, yeah, exactly. Unless Jeremy is planning something, which would not be out well, of character for him. So the um, the thing with sending your grunts to do stuff is that they will, if for some reason they need to make a roll, if something yeah, happens, they roll, they, they roll at their tier, and that's it. But if there's someone there to lead them, then you can do player character stuff to help aid all of that. So it's really going to be dependent on you. I'm not saying that y'all should split the party or anything, but I just want to make sure that everyone knows that 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 that's an option if someone feels like 
there needed more there than at the crow's nest. Well, it can't be me or Cliff because we both have we are both known quantities to the lizard wizards. So it could be it could be either of the other two if we want to split one off. You love killing you love killing people with lightning. What you you could go. Yeah, I'll, sure. I'll go help the punch throats out. Guard some old man's weird treasures. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've successfully split the party, Jeremy. Let's go paint Just the town plan. in invisible ink. All right, let's do the crow's nest first. Then, uh, so let's make a engagement roll for that. So we're gonna get one die for sheer luck. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Take plus one d. Is it overly complex or contingent on many factors? Take minus 1D. So let's go ahead and give you plus 1D, uh, because I'd say this is particularly bold or daring. Uh, does the plan's detail expose the vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Take plus 1D. I would say yes, because I mean, y'all are betraying right these home. people. Yeah. Can any of your friends or contacts con provide aid or insight for this operation? Take plus 1D. Are any enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? Take minus 1D. I don't think either really applies here. Yeah. Necessarily. And I'll take minus 1D uh, just because of the weird nature of the tower. Okay, so what's the total on that? Uh, I think that's 2D total. It's a 5 and a 5. A 5 and a 5. So mixed result, you're in a risky position when the action starts. I mean, we're in a risky position already, morally speaking. This girl doesn't have morals, what are you talking about? She has a couple of morals. In a jar, in the back she... of the closet. <laughs> yeah, they're mushrooms. It's a kind of mushroom. <laughs> Hello, it's John. I hope you've been enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening to Moxie, which is from members of K-Cell. That's a little bit weird. So we've had two seasons. So the first um, was members of K-Cell with Delta Green. And then in this uh, series, we've been playing Blades in the Dark. Uh, so again, thank you, Blades in the Dark, for the awesome game. Um, so we've got some exciting news. We now have a Patreon set up, so you'll find us at patreon.com slash members of KCell, the letter K. And you can also find a link to that on our SoundCloud page. So we've got three tiers of membership. We've got fans of KCell at $3 a month, where we'll give you a shout out on the recording. Then we've got uh, $5 a month, where you'll have that shout out, as well as access to some exclusive content on the Patreon. We're still trying to decide on that, but we've got some short stories that are related to the world building that Jeremy's been doing and we probably will have uh, some content of us playing board games and things that we uh, we do when we have an off night and uh, we either can't play or maybe we're down a member or something like that. And then at the $8 a month level, we'll take uh, fan requests. So if you've got some ideas for things like names of characters um, or maybe a complication that would be fun for us to experience, you can uh, donate at the $8 level. We'll get in contact to you to uh, get your requests there. Um, we'd also like to shout out uh, The Green Box, which is a podcast about uh, Delta Green, RPGs, and other related topics. So Kevin, uh, who you hear on our show here, he's also on The Green Box as a regular member there. 
Uh, so if you're interested in learning a little bit more about um, some of the background of, of some of these different RPGs that are coming out, or, uh, that's like a nice place. And hear more from Kevin, where he's not playing a character. Um, as always, if uh, you'd like to see some of the things that Tabitha creates, uh, you can find her on Etsy at Quiet Nova Studios. Jeremy has some of his other writing not related to uh, members of KSL available on Amazon. He's got some short stories and novels. And uh, again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, subscribe to us on both places, uh, and join our Patreon. Again, that's members of KSEL on Patreon. We'd love that. That'd be awesome. Uh, Jeremy and them, they're moving soon. So that would be great if they could get some additional support there. Okay, so thanks again so much, and back to the show. So the crow's nest is this tall building, easily the tallest building here in Crow's Foot, uh, made of a strange black stone. If you may recall, local legend talked about how the crow's nest itself uh, has been here longer than the city of Duskwall itself has that its origins come back from when the sun itself was shattered and it fell from the sky above. It seems to be like one solid block rather than made out of a bunch of different stones, and it's multifaceted, much like a gemstone. Like, cut is a good way to describe it. So you are let through the gates pretty easily. The guards there know you well. We've got everyone but uh virgil with us right yep okay yeah you're let in you're let into the small the small courtyard that surrounds uh the building itself past the outer wall and uh you go through the dark portal that leads inside the inner the inner space of this tower uh seems to be filled with like uh a shimmering quality to the air uh, light seems to distort within it. There is a guide rope that leads you up, a ramp that leads you up. The uh, dark passageways open up to chambers that lead deeper into the tower, but following the red rope, you're able to make it all the way up. How'd that stuff work out for you, Iskra, as far as the um, the glowy paint substance you're trying to make? It doesn't glow. It's in- It's essentially invisible ink, Jeremy. It doesn't look like anything until you shine the right color of light on it. All right. It's painted on the bottom of our shoes. The walk up this ramp seems to take both forever and no time at all. People seem to be closer at some points than others. Like, sometimes people seem far away, sometimes close. But, you know, eventually you're able to make it all the way to the top of the tower. Uh, So at the center of the flat ceiling of this main chamber, there's that strange metallic orb that you had seen before, uh, slowly turning and reflecting everything in the room. It's surrounded by, like, small pillars that hang from the ceiling. And underneath it, in the center of the room, there's a a scale model of Crow's Foot itself. And uh, someone has gone through intricate detail to, like, mark where the different gangs that operate in the city operate at. 
there is uh someone has recently stabbed a dagger into the roof of the red sword academy and you see uh two people there uh that you recognize you see bell lissa's or now Rorik, second in command, wearing a dark gray coat with matching breeches and a great bushy beard, two pistols strapped to his hip, and you also see Rorik in Lissa's body. Uh, she also looks geared up for war. She's got a leather jerkin on, there's uh, knives strapped to her sides, a pistol or so. How are you guys geared up, by the way? I think low. We're not trying to cause a fight i mean yeah yeah low for me uh so yeah uh you make it up here as you uh walk up uh bell looks you up and down and says ah we weren't expecting you to make your delivery for another 10 day well we're early nothing wrong with that you guys look ready for some action well things are afoot uh rorick he smiles wildly when he sees you and he goes and claps on on your shoulders and says my friends my friends it's always good to see you likewise i'm sure yeah uh he's very affable and happy to see you guys cold to the touch but otherwise he seems normal <laughs> kind of pale i'm gonna lean in and say so how's everything holding up all of this? but bell definitely seems to be uh eyeing you, you all appraisingly and suspiciously uh, what did you ask, Rorik? Uh, I asked how everything's holding up, considering he's inhabiting a dead body. Huh, well, I've found ways to keep things fresh. Oh? I may have a professional interest if you don't mind me picking your brain. Not literally. literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Not literally, of course. <laughs> Alright, what do you guys want to do now that you're up here? I mean, leave. Like, here's your money. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a nice war. We uh, we happened <laughs> to come into some perfectly legally obtained wealth and decided to pay our dues before we spent it all. I, I do mean it. If you want to have coffee and talk about different preservation techniques, I'd, I'd be happy to. Uh, Rorik just kind of looks at you and says, uh, no, I don't think I will. Okay. I, I like you guys, but, you know, we all have our secrets. Oh, that's fair enough. That's true. And uh, respectfully retracted. All right. At that moment, the silver orb that is up above you guys starts flashing red, and a bell starts ringing up from the bottom of the tower. Oh, is that a good, a good red light and, <laughs> that, and an alarm? Curses loudly and says, God damn it, and he storms over to the overlook that looks down upon Crowsfoot itself. Uh, and he says, boss, this isn't good. Looks like they're here. Who's here? What's going on? Um, anyone want to go take a look? Sure, let's go. Yeah. Uh, so Cliff, you walk over there and you look down and you can see at the gate entrance to the crow's nest itself, there is some sort of... Uh, it looks like a battle happening. Uh, a couple of the members of the Crow's Foot in their uh, black armor, their black leather armor, seem to be exchanging blows with these ironclad warriors that have breached the courtyard. Uh, behind them, you see an old man leaning on a staff that uh, starts walking towards the entrance of the Crow's Nest as the uh, armored warriors make way for him. We didn't know you were expecting company. 
when you're in our position, you always have to be expecting company. Come on, we need to get out of here. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, Rorik comes over and he looks at Bell and he says, Well, friends, I'm glad you're here. Looks like we're going to need your blades. I did not come armed. Oh, that's fine. I'm sure we have plenty of supplies here that we can arm you with. Really better with chemicals than swords. You trying to talk your way out of helping your friends? I want to know where they keep their chemicals. Yeah, no, he can uh, He can supply you with some alchemical supplies if that's what you're needing. What do they have? Uh, they have enough to supply you with what's on your sheet. Well, that's boring, Jeremy. Uh, well, roll, <laughs> roll a d6. If you want more from them, why don't you make a roll? That's a three. That's not great. Let's, uh, why don't, why don't you make a roll to try to supply yourself from them? What sort of roll would that be? Finesse, maybe? Let's see. Uh, I mean, that's if you're trying to steal from I'm them. I'm not trying to steal from I would just pick stuff up, Jeremy. I don't know what you mean. Take one thing off of the list of things that you don't normally have access to. Pick one thing off of there and you can use it off of the sample creations page. Haha, <laughs> grenades. <laughs> well, I think you already have access to grenades, don't you? What are the rest of you guys doing? How are y'all reacting to the fact that the place that you came to infiltrate is now under attack? And those aren't the red sashes, right? No, or those are not the red sashes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think that when Sophia comes to take a look at them, she recognizes that those are the Emperor's Breakers. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I want to say like to Rorik or Bell, like, what did you do to piss off the Emperor's Breakers? I thought you were fighting with the, with you know the Torley, you know, sword pansies. We haven't done anything to the Emperor. Well, he's kicking your door down right now. <laughs> you were just thinking about what you did. Well, we can think about that later once we run them out of here. Yeah, sure. Let's go run them out of here. Never have you know you play both sides, so let's come out on top. Does anyone have anything else they want to do up here before y'all start going down, back down towards the bottom? Um, If someone wanted to case the place for the information or anything, but not really my my wheelhouse. Tab has already looked for um, chemicals, but Jeremy says, no, there's no chemicals. Fuck you. Well... She she was able to get what what she normally has, plus one thing extra. Plus one thing extra, okay. And you can pick that thing at a later time if you want to, Tabitha. You don't have to pick it right now. Okay. Flashback style. Um, I'm looking around to see if there's anything of value or interest information-wise. I think that would be a study check, which I only have one ticket. I got a five. So a five, you, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. There's a complication that occurs, and I think that that complication is that... Bell was already pretty suspicious of us, yeah, and now I'm looking around. Yeah, Bell sees y'all kind of snooping around, so... Um, D- don't don't say y'all can let me into this mess. Well, he, he like you are all part of the same group. So if one of you is rising his suspicion, then all of you are rising his suspicion. He's uh more more suspicious. So bells doesn't take much right now for him. Uh, so let's cut back to Virgil. How are things going at Fitz's museum? Is, is this a multi-story building? 
Yeah, like it's a multi-story building. Actually, I don't think it is. I think it's like it looks multi-story, but it's just that the main floor has a vaulted ceiling. So there's like a back office that might be one story. Maybe Fitz has quarters up above it, but there, uh, it's not like a big okay. imposing thing. Yeah, okay. you described it like warehouse style. Yeah. Okay. So here we've got the uh, the punch throats led by uh, by Sprig Bostron, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and then so I, I you know I get there and sort of organize the punch throats. You know, tell tell some of them you know to go on the left. Like I've got maybe a guy up on the roof. I check in with um, the guy who's who's in the museum. Make sure he knows that we're there. You know, protect him and all that. You know, and I check in with Sprague, make sure we're all on the same page about, you know, who we're looking out for and like the most important things to guard. So I'm like, all right, Sprague, you know, like the front door here is like, you know, where everyone knows about. But like, you know, the right hand side, that wall is like pretty weak. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to remember. He's got a Brooklyn accent, uh, this guy. So Yeah, you made him sound like a... Uh... Well, I made I made um Bill and Ted Brooklyn and this guy's their cousin. I haven't told him that I that Bill and Ted are dead cousin me. But that's alright. So yeah. So he's you know he's got the punch throats all organized. He's like, Yeah, you know, it's it's great cause uh we ain't you ain't giving us a lot of work, you know? I'm like, Yeah, I know, I know, but uh you know, this is an important mission. Everybody else is, you know, dealing with uh well, you don't need to know what they're dealing with, but It'd be really bad if anybody showed up here. He's like, all right, well, my guys, they, they know what they're doing. So uh, we'll be all right. all right. They all got uh, knives, I think, right? They're punched throats, the... not cut no, throats. Because yeah. their whole thing oh, right. was Because that... that made the joke, yeah. 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 I, I just got confused. No knives for us. We just punch in the throat. Yeah. yeah. That's because one of their flaws is principled. And their principle is that they only punch things. Specifically throats. Yep. <laughs> Alright, um, um, how do you think tonight goes? Are, are you talking to me? Yeah. How's it we do, a, I mean, we're doing an amazing job guarding against potential danger, so we're doing as good as we could. Well, um, why don't you, uh, make a roll? I'd say probably survey. I know I'm not supposed to call for particular things, but... If you're trying to lead them and stay vigilant, that seems like the best sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. You know, I I talk with uh, Fitz every once in a while, and then you know I get a report from uh, from Sprig every hour or so about how everybody's holding up. You know. Yeah. All right. So I rolled survey. Rolled a two. All right. Do you want to bump that up with some moxie to where it's? Uh... I better. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, you definitely get the word that there are some people prowling about outside before they bust in the door, and what do you do about that? I hear, like, through some of the punch throats that, you know, like, maybe the guy on the roof saw a, a group that looked suspicious heading heading f- towards us. Yeah, is that but what you're saying? I think the complication is, is that you don't, you can't tell who they are. Yeah. Okay. So I know there's somebody heading towards us. Okay. I'm going to make uh, make fog. You're going to make give fog? It, fill it up with us, fog? Yeah, give ourselves some cover. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make that a tune roll then. Risky standard? Yep. A six. There, there we you go. go. All right. Uh, so the place fills up with fog as there's a pounding 
uh, on the door and then the sound of cracking wood as uh, Fitz's brand new recently not busted door gets busted down yet again. You hear heavy footsteps walking in between the different displays that are there. But I'd say that you're probably not in a risky position anymore. You're probably in a controlled position right now. Okay. Because of the fog. So from my like sort of little like bayside setup, maybe I make a, a couple of taps on like a you know a piece of metal on one side of me, and maybe a, a glass case on the other, and that's a signal to the uh, the punch throats that I've got in the co- front corners of the building to converge on the uh, the intruder or intruders. All right. So yeah, the punch throats uh, run out. Come out fist first. Yep, they run out fist first. So you're leading them in this action, so this is the first time we've really used them for anything, isn't it? Well, we used them in the fight with um with Bazo. Uh that was like when we, they like were created. But right. we we didn't really do much with them directly. We just sort of talked about who they were. There are specific rules for using your cohorts and leading them, so a uh, PC can oversee the maneuver by ro- leading a group action. If you direct the cohort with orders, roll command. If you participate in the action alongside the cohort, roll the appropriate action. So I can roll command. If I'm going to be punching, I would throw. I could roll punch command. Yeah, or which pu- would... uh, skirmish or something. Yeah, either skirm. Yeah, it would probably be skirmish. So I've got the same number of ticks. So I'm going to say that maybe we all. We all head in, you know, fist first. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be throwing a swing at these people who we've got a good sense because of the layout. Maybe we adjusted some stuff that we know that they've got to be sort of in a particular spot in the front. Uh, yeah. So wait, um, it's gonna be uh, controlled. You said. Yeah, we'll do controlled, and as you run through the fog, you and the punch throats start wailing on these armored figures that are there. Uh, So normally you would be at a reduced effect, uh, but since you have the gang here with you, you're going to be at a standard effect. Okay, I roll a three for these. You can't bump that up at all are you okay um so as uh as you and the uh punch throats uh wade into this group of the emperor's breakers uh the punch throats start taking taking some hits uh we're gonna go ahead and mark them as taking one level of harm they're weakened now so they have reduced effect so now that we see that uh, it seems like your group is involved with the breakers as well, let us switch back to the crow's nest. Um, Harry, what do you do? So uh, as you guys are running down this strange tower of the crow's nest, the like you keep expecting the the weird thing about this place is that it always seems to take so long to move through it, and you think at any moment you're gonna run into enemy combatants coming up the ramp but you never do in fact you get down to the bottom and you see some of the crows uh laid out on the floor bleeding from cuts uh some of them very badly injured some of them dead 
Um, you see a couple of bodies that seem to have been cut down in combat that are leading down a side corridor that hasn't been marked as clear for walking in. Whatever the breakers are here for, they're not coming to kill you guys or Rorik, it looks like. Uh, but uh, Rorik looks at his men and he gathers some of them up and Bell and he says... Uh, come on, we need to get these people out of our base. And he starts leading them down after them. Are you guys gonna pursue? I would like to just leave. I mean... They're probably not gonna like that, though. They're not gonna like getting their ass handed to them by the fucking red sashes, either. But that may <laughs> not But that may not happen now with all the other things happening, so we need to maintain some... Yeah, we gotta at least maintain some... Some illusions. Some, some, yeah, exactly. So let's go. Be like, all right. All right. So you're gonna go chase after the breakers with them? I guess. Yeah. All right. So you follow Rorik and his men, and these passageways are winding, and they branch out. It's almost maze-like. You feel like you've gone beyond the bounds of the crow's nest, unless... At some point, you started descending, and now you're in the bowels of of Duskwall itself, below the surface. But you don't recall feeling like you descended at all. But as the corridors whine, as you keep following the distant sounds of battle, you eventually come to a large chamber. Suspended up on the roof, along the walls are several like they look like glass coffins um the glass is fogged up in some of them it's cracked in one or two you can specifically see uh bodies skeletons pressed up against the glass like desiccated mummy like skeletons or bodies and um, they, next to each of these coffins, there are these strange metal consoles with buttons and dials and things like that. But what draws your attention the most is you see the old man who's leading the uh, Emperor's Breakers in this pitched battle. The crows that had followed them down this way seem to be protecting something, or maybe they're cornered around what looks to be like a billiards table sized chunk of that strange stone that you had seen Virgil carrying around before uh, that seems to be just embedded in the wall of this place. But as you enter the room, Rorik uh, lets out a yell and leads his crows into the battle with these armored breakers. What do you do? I'll I'll wreck it. Well, I'll skirmish it. <laughs> You're gonna throw yourself in battle. I mean, I'll hurl myself into the front of the battle, but I mean, I'm definitely gonna you know take some shots. I mean, I have a spy after all. This battle is probably big enough that you could pretend to fight in it if you wanted to but that runs the risk of people recognizing that you're not actually fighting no i mean i'll fight but like i'll, I'll like you know hang out wait for a, a opportunity like take a take a shot back off nobody's ever i mean they're like oh you fight like, yeah well i'm a fucking spy bitch fuck off yeah all right so um well why don't you uh go ahead and roll that skirmish check then 
I'll push myself. Is this risky standard, or what is this? Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, I would say wading into battle against the Emperor's elite breakers is probably risky. You keep saying, like, wading into battle. I feel like you don't. <laughs> Jeremy is ascribing there's, a lot more action than you're committing to. There's there's yeah. a shallow pool here, and we're treading water through it. A six. A three, five, and a six, but a six nonetheless. All right, so what's your main goal here? Is your main goal to do damage, or is your main goal to be there next to, you know, like, show that you're fighting. Yeah, I mean, nobody can... No one can accuse Moxie of not showing their quality on this on this day. All right. What what sort of weapon do you use? I have a lamppost with Bazo Baz's <laughs> name on it. I've been through this several times. So you just wade up uh, next to Rorik and Lissa's body and just clonk one of these metal-plated warriors uh, right on the head. Yeah. And you can tell when you hit that thing that it is it is solid. There is not a person inside that thing. This is some sort of hole, much like Flint that you had run into before. Cliff, what what do you got going on? I'm going to whip out my pistol and promptly find a place to hide. <laughs> <laughs> The chamber here, like, there's bunches of, like, ribbed columns that go up and down the walls that kind of have, like, buttress-style arches along the floor here. So you could definitely take cover there if that's what you're looking for. Okay. And am I understanding that there's not really a way for us to slip out without somebody noticing? I mean... Everyone's uh, attention seems to be on this fight that's going on right here. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to find a place to, to hide for now. Look for a way possibly out of the situation. I'm not about to, to get crystal coffins. <laughs> well, yeah. that that's oh, on the ceiling, like a good like ten feet above you. I thought they were just like suspended around the room. No, they like they're like upside down, <laughs> attached oh. to the roof. The ceiling. Okay. To be um, a, would be a prowl roll or a, a study roll, survey roll. What are you trying to do? Hide. Hide. Uh, prowl. Okay. Robin ran away. Or okay, you could fight. So, I mean, I'm just saying you have an option. <laughs> I'm not fighting no Imperial stormtroopers. Nope. You're going to be considered a coward by your teammates here. Bravely ran away. I mean. <laughs> Uh, can't consider me nothing if you're dead. Uh, risky? Uh, yep. Uh, risky standard. When danger reared its ugly head, he bravely turned his tail and fled. With a five. <laughs> a five. All right. Uh, so yeah, you, you get to a nice hiding spot. As you duck underneath it, you can see Belle giving you a baleful glare. <laughs> a baleful Look, if Sophia glare. does all the work here and you guys fuck it up. Iskra, what are you doing? I'm going to wreck shit. I'm going You're gonna to wreck it? breach a defense using fire oil. So I'm going to take out a little vial of fire oil and I'm going to throw it at somebody's face. All right. Where are you throwing it? Like at into some- the... Sunny's face. I just said that. Um, I'm going to aim aim at one of the, uh, at a particularly well-placed breaker and uh, chuck it. All right. That's a three and a one, which is not ideal. Do I use my moxie now, or do I assume it's going to get worse from here? Um, If you don't don't use it, it'll definitely get worse. 
that's true. All right, I'm going to use my point of moxie to bump that up to a mixed success. All right. With a mixed success, I think what happens is that it crashes against one of the breakers, and, you know, th- <laughs> that thing catches on fire, but it also splashes onto some of the nearby crows, and they're <laughs> also being, uh, on being fire. hurt by it as well. Oops. It's called splash damage. Go cry to your healer. Oh, wait, I'm the healer. So at this point in the battle, the old man who seems to be leading the breakers uh, starts floating in midair, glowing, and waving his uh, walking stick that he had been supporting himself with at the large chunk of... uh, John, was there anything that we had called that rock before? I mean, you described what it was. Uh, I don't think I ever gave it a name. Uh, so I described it before as like uh, Leviathan's like gallstone or heart or something like that. Yeah, well, you said it was part of an ancient god or something. Yeah, so we want to call it the godstone? Sure. Okay. Yeah, because the only thing I had ever called it, yeah, soul of Leviathan rocks. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of... Oh, uh, so yeah, he starts pulling that thing, and you can see it visibly shifting in the wall. As the fire burns and kills some of the crows, everyone can visibly see in the distorted air that fills this chamber in the weirdness here of Crow's Foot. Everyone can visibly see that these people's uh, souls being sucked out of their bodies and into this rock, like lightning fast Uh, in fact it does that for the busted holes as well you see souls being pulled out of the flaming wreckage and the conked uh the one that got conked real bad with the lampposts pulled into that there godstone is this old guy floating up out of arm's reach uh i mean the room's only 10 foot tall so like he could definitely be grabbed i'm gonna wrap my weird little hand around his old man's ankle finding some skin and i'm gonna push myself and secrete some poison because i secrete standstill poison now which causes temporary paralysis all right uh so pushing yourself so all you're gonna do is take two stress you Uh don't have to roll for it i mean that's what it says okay uh so why don't i think you're gonna have to roll to grab him though right He's so why don't you go ahead and roll, Dan? Well, because I, I don't want to roll. I'm bad at rolling. <laughs> um, I'm going to do this subtly. I'm going to sidle up and stay in his blind spot, so to speak. Can I finesse my way onto his old man ankle? Uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> I assume this is risky. Uh, yeah, this is pretty risky. Do I get a bonus dice because I'm poisonous? I mean, that's going to make it great effect rather than standard effect. Uh, Oh, damn it. Oh, two and, and you had already one. used your... All right, uh, <sighs> so that is a complete failure. What do you guys think happened here? I probably get kicked in the head and die or something. Anyone have a... He's, he's like floating in the air spinning, right? Uh, so he's floating in the air trying to use his magic to pull that big rock out of the wall. I don't think he's spinning. Oh, yeah, okay, he's... I thought he was spinning. No, he's he's like waving maybe, his. Maybe he pulls that big rock out of the wall. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he 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 succeeds to pull the rock out of the wall, and 
your uh, hand like pushes against that glow that he has on him and it gets him a little bit closer to the rock and it the rock like rockets out of the wall and he latches onto it and that sends him careening towards the exit of the room. Uh, he yells out and says, that's it, boys. Falling action time. Falling action? The um, Emperor's Breakers start repositioning themselves in in a very organized fashion. Like, you can tell that they have excellent t- teamwork with each other. Like, they've been training together for years or decades or maybe even centuries. And... Uh, in a very organized way, start working their way through this crowd of you guys and the crows towards the exit. Oh, I'm going to let them pass. I'm done. I want to flip back to Fitz's museum here. So one of the uh, punch throats calls out through the fog and says, "Uh, These guys got real thick skin. I don't think my punches work so well. Let's see. Well, I could toss toss him a knife. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, you're going to toss a knife into the darkness, into the fog? <laughs> no. So my guys are punching. They're complaining about not being able to punch good enough because these guys have armor on for some reason. It's their metal, like, robots. Yeah, yeah. I could do my magic ghost powers, those, but... You know what works great against fucking armored metal men is fucking lightning. You fucking light those guys up. Yeah, but all my dudes are in the way. <laughs> it's not so stopped me in the past tell them, tell them to fall back or something alright I'll tell them to fall back or something and use uh well let's see oh uh, when I did tempest before to um make fog I had to push myself so what is that a stress or two stress uh yeah it's too stressed to push yourself okay well i guess i'm gonna yeah tell my guys to fall back and i'm gonna push myself again to oh uh <laughs> to shoot lightning i got i got a little bit of room left <laughs> not much um what what do you think i was controlled before but i assume i'm not controlled now uh it was controlled was... yeah like I, this is definitely you're back to risky now yeah because it was a bad skirmish roll our our my punch roll weren't great um, standard effects, or don't give me something, bro. No, I'll give you great effect. Yeah, uh, using lightning on these robot guys. Okay, I rolled a five, a five, and a four, so a five. All right, so um, that means it's uh, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. Uh, so what are you, what's more your concern letting the gang escape or hurting these guys hurting the punch throats or letting the gang escape let, i'm probably let, more letting the punch throats escape before you blast okay putting yourself in a death in you know a worse position with uh with these guys maybe you do less damage or i'm, I'm definitely letting the punch throats be sure i'm out of they're out of my way all right so yeah, uh, as you like charge up the energy, you hear the punch throats scrambling as they realize that they're outmatched, and uh, you let out your blast. But because you waited for a little while, the robots had some time to repair to prepare. You see like little pythons, sort of things, like little rods shoot out of their legs and into the ground. And it looks like they were able to channel some of that energy 
around their more delicate inner workings. Uh, so it wasn't quite as effective as it could have been. But what do you want to do now? Um, well, I guess I'm gonna... Hmm. See, the thing is, I ain't good at a lot of things. Maybe I'm gonna tell Fitz to to grab his, um, grab the eye and run while I got these guys sort of shocked a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, Fitz was standing near the back of the chamber, and, uh, you hear him call out through the fog, uh, It's our... I, I already have it! Uh, just... Just get me out of here. I, I point at Sprig and I say, Sprig, you get him out of here safe. Sounds my, like a command roll. All right. It's a two. Oh, man. Oh, man. A two. Oof. Any way I can make that better. I already <laughs> used my moxie. I could take a devil's bargain or what? So devil's bargain would let you roll more dice. Um, if you want to take a devil's bargain. Actually, I'm going to use... My thing. He can ah, be the devil's yeah. bargain, but I've got a foresight roll. We'll see. So you're talking one of the punch stars, right? Yeah. I well, uh, we'll say maybe uh, I slipped them some coins earlier. Uh, promised them double pay if they did a good job. So he's more inclined to listen. Okay. So roll an extra die. Let's see if that turns out. So just roll one more die. Okay. <laughs> three. Uh, that's still a three. Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh. So. Let's see, what is their flaws? Their flaws are that they are savage and... No, that's not right. They're principled, they have an ethic or value it won't betray, wild, the cohort is drunken, debauched, and loudmouthed. I don't think either of those really work here. So I think that uh, what happens is like you call out to Sprig and you just don't hear an answer. All right. Uh, because they have already fled the premise. <laughs> Premises. It's just All you right. and Fitz now. Okay, so I tell Fitz to run, and I tell Sprig to follow him, and there ain't no Sprig to guard him. Yep. All right. Um, so... Could be worse. Uh, so as, uh, as Fitz runs through the fog, you hear him s squeak as one of the breakers grabs him. He says, ah! This isn't actually all bad for us. Well, let's be reasonable. Now we know who has the eye, and we can tell the lizards that the emperor has it now. And that's good for us. I mean, but th that assumes that I'm going to let this happen, too. Considering you're rolling, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> I mean, so what, what are you going to do now? Uh, they've captured Fitch in the eye. Let's see. So, and it's a, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's a hull who is, um, captured him right yep uh okay so we got a hole that's grabbed fits right i want to am i in a safe position probably no not. <laughs> no well darn it um, I, I would say that you're probably in a desperate position now that they have fits and how many of them are left uh it's hard to tell in the fog and all the punch throats are gone that's right yeah and i ain't gotten my special rock I ain't got nothing. What else is in this uh, museum? In the past, I talked about how there was the... Um, I, I know that there was like a leviathan that had been taxidermied and hung from the ceiling, but that had been pretty well wrecked by the um, circle of blue uh, flame before. So I don't yeah. think that that's there anymore. It's probably out for repairs. 
there's like uh, suits of armor from old uh, areas. There's strange paintings hung up on the wall. What is it that you're looking for? I don't know. A way to do literally anything in this fucking game. Yeah, I mean, so essentially the the main things I can think of to do are like, you know, stuff I've done in the past. Something involving a tune, right? But I I get the sense that I can't really attune to the ghost field. So I think probably I'm moving into like reconnaissance mode. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to follow the hull that has fits and then see if I've got an opportunity later. So I'm going to use, you know, to the extent I can, the fog that's remaining to sort of hide my escape and then, you know, maybe attune to Fitz's ghost field aura to be able to follow this guy a few blocks away. Because I don't have a whole lot else I think I can do here to fight these guys, especially with no backup. I I mean, if you want to use your move again, that would max out your stress, right? Yeah. So you could save Fitz, potentially, but it would cost you trauma. Well, compelling a ghost is not doesn't cost me stress. I can only... Fuck Fitz. What? What? I don't... I said fuck Fitz. I I don't need to, though. <laughs> I, so Jeremy, you're talking about pushing myself and stuff, but I'm not talking about doing Tempest again. Okay. I was talking about following Fitz. Yeah. So uh, and then compelling a ghost doesn't cost me anything. Okay. So what? So you're gonna fade into the fog? Basically, I'm running away toward Fitz and the hull that has him, so that I can follow them. Okay. That's the idea. All right. Well, go ahead and make a roll then. Uh, I'm gonna guess like Prowl. Prowl is. Yeah, climbing, Prowl running. Prowl sounds right to me. Desperate, you said. Yeah, I'd say you're desperate now. And I, and we're clear that I am basically running away, right? Yes. So yes. please don't make me regret this. Yep, uh, you're trying yeah. to run away. Yeah. Well, I I trip over oh my, my shoelaces. I rolled a one, um, oh so I did God. not succeed at running away. Okay. Um, hey, uh, actually, 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 well, uh, one one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Good Columbo. Uh, I'm going to use my other point of foresight. And I w- did I tell you to change your boots out? You got holes in your boots. Soles are <laughs> flopping around. Yeah, I'm, I've got, I'm, I'm living at, I got two levels of stash now, so I can afford new <laughs> shoes, can't I? Yeah. You should patch up your shoes before you go on this mission, man. You never know what sort of things may happen on a weird night like tonight. All right. So can I roll Prowl again then? <laughs> yep. Can't be worse than a one. Oh my god! Oh, Jesus Christ! It can be worse than a one, actually. (laughs) So make sure to give yourself a check mark for the desperate roll. I get two, right? Uh, No, because that still counts just as one roll. Yeah, no, I think that uh, like as you are trying to slip back into the fog, uh, you bump into a suit of armor. But it's not one of Fitz's suits of armor. It's one of the breakers, and it pins your arms and lifts you up. It and its fellow and the two others that were there start leaving. With Fitz holding the eye, kind of crying a little bit. But yeah, uh, well, it's look, got I mean, you captured. Well, look, if, if he if he goes to prison, it'll just lower our <laughs> one well, level. So it's actually not all bad. Well. We didn't. We didn't use lethal force. Uh, who knows? Shot that lightning. Who knows who did that? <laughs> uh, but we were just punching. I, I never used a, a bladed weapon against these guys. 
Are you going to let these guys capture you and carry you away? Or do you want to do... I do not see another option. Do you fear fighting back? (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to try to fight back? Jeremy, I'm rolling one dice for literally anything besides a tune. So I can't... I can, but, you know, I'm okay. not going to. I mean, that seems like, uh, you know, maybe you should have spread out your points a little better. How can I say? All right. Or spread it, or spread them out less, maybe. <laughs> I mean, rolling one die is better than rolling two and taking the worst, so, except for with that roll. All right, so back at the crow's nest, uh, so we've got the old man. Uh, I think y'all know his name. His name's Huard. Huard has captured the thing that he came for, the billiard table-sized uh, godstone, and is currently levitating it out uh seemingly back out the way they came and the breakers that he has there with him are fighting a falling action back down that self-same corridor kind of keeping themselves between huard and the crows who are still trying to subdue them and Rorik doesn't know what that thing is but he'll be damned if it gets taken out of his uh his headquarters uh, so he and Bell have kind of rallied the surviving crows and are trying to cut down a couple more of the breakers. What are, what are you guys doing? Iskra, what are you doing? Despairing? I, I mean, I'm not able to do anything, really. You know what? Let's leave. Fuck it. That is definitely a uh, a valid thing, is to just let the crows keep fighting and save your energy. Yeah, uh, that was pretty much my plan. Get the hell out. Sophia, you have anything you want to do? I mean, if they're both going to leave, I'm not going to stay here, but I hope I hope they're not fucking us, you know? Well, so, like, the... I mean... As far as you can remember, as much as anyone can remember through these twisting corridors, like, uh, uh, Huard seems to be heading back out towards the exit. We don't need to remember. We just need a green light. And I have bioluminescent moss. A lot of green light. Yeah, but he's saying we can't, like, they're all going the same way we want to go. I mean, just keep our distance. Are they fighting us? Like, if y'all want to hang towards the back of the group, eventually, the crows are just going to follow the breakers around the corner, and you'll just hear the sound of fighting disappearing. All right. Unless you don't care if anyone sees y'all hanging back or not, y'all should probably make a uh, prowl roll, like a group action prowl roll. Who's Who wants to lead it? it? Is Bell still like hanging around and glaring at us? That's what we're gonna find out. Oh, and Toby, thanks for letting me use all your points. Even though I kind of roll for shit. I mean, I kind of forgot they were there, but I kind of saved them for things like this once. Yeah. <laughs> Except when I roll double ones. Uh, all right. Well, I've got one prowl. I don't know if I should lead it. All of us have one, so there's really no value in any. Just whoever has the most stress to take. Uh, that's a three. <laughs> oh boy jesus what the hell who, so who was leading who was yeah i mean y'all never decided who was leading i thought we were all gonna roll and take whoever rolled best the person leading is the person who takes the stress the stress for any ones the threes well that's gonna be a shitload of stress i can take four before i have well i can that's max two and both me or cliff could take that yeah i could feasibly handle the stress load so Cliff's going to take the stress, so Sophia, go and roll your prowl. 
You know, I would love okay. it if we could roll a single success today. That would it's, be awesome. Yeah, it's we we've rolled a success. I think I rolled a success I rolled a, six a, while, a while ago and a five. I, I hit I hit okay. one of the guys with the with the club. Right, how much? Right. How much is that? Three points. It's it's three points of stress and trying to like. Well, it's what you fuckers wanted to do, you know. So yeah. it grumpily follows you. Really, what the prowl was trying to do was trying to make it so that you weren't noticed as disengaging from the battle. And y'all got noticed. Like, as they fight around the corner, like, Bell stops and uh, starts walking back towards you and says, What do you think you're doing? Battle's this way. I'm gonna just pat him on the cheek and say, You know what? We're done here. And... He's going to start feeling real weird here in a moment. <laughs> so you're going to push yourself to, for that standstill poison? I already did that, Jeremy. I am coated in gross shit. How long does that last, Because you did it for that one action. Are you really going to pretend that secreting poison out of my skin only lasts as long as it takes to do one thing? I mean, what do you guys think? What does it say? It says, you can push yourself to secrete it through your skin or saliva or exhale it as a vapor. It doesn't say anything about it only lasting two and a half seconds. So when you push yourself to activate this ability, you still get one of the normal benefits of pushing yourself, plus one D, plus one effect, etc. If you're making a roll in addition to the special ability. So it says when you push yourself to secrete it through your skin or saliva or exhale it as a vapor. So that makes it sound like you're basically doing it like a one use sort of thing. Because like some of the like the powders that have to be inhaled if you're exhaling it as a vapor. But I didn't that... use it. I didn't actually do anything with it. Okay, well then fuck it, Jeremy. Was... I just won't do anything at all. If that, I mean, if it was just I mean, something you just done, it was still fresh on your fingers. Like, we're, uh, we're in a different sense. scene right now, so I'm going to say that that has lost efficacy. So if I you mean, want you could, to... You could, like, walk up to him, like, make a grunting face like you're taking a shit, <laughs> and then wipe his, his face. No like, thanks. make effort, push yourself. I'm just going to flip him the bird and leave. I'm done. Bye. I mean, I'm just going to shrug. Like, I, I'm not here to throw myself against the wave of Imperials. Uh, I just came here to pay a tax, man. I'm not here to die. Sorry. I mean, I, I'm a coward, but cowards live to fight another day. All right. I'm just a lawyer. What do you want me to do, man? Sophia? I mean, it's too late now. It would just leave. Like. All right. Uh, so how are y'all planning on getting out of here? Following the trail? Sounds like a plan. So you're able to make it out following your both footprint trail and the uh, bodies that you find from here and there. Of the crows or the broken, occasionally a broken breaker. It does seem like Huard uh, made it out with the uh, the Godstone. At the exit, uh, you see Rorik Lissa breathing heavily. Her body, you know, she's got cuts to her armor and different things like that. She says, I appreciate your support in there, but looks like, what? Do you even know what that thing was that he took? Or who that was? Nope. Not a clue. I mean, what's what's his name? Hward? Hward? Hward. Yeah, it was that was Hward. And he took a giant stone full of souls. Dude, he didn't need to know that. <laughs> Hedging my bets here. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you know who he is, but that's his name. Who is he? What? What were what, these? Do I know? His, 
Do I know his title? I already I already called them Emperor's Breakers, so I know they're, I mean, I already said that to him before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. You did say that to him. And he's also, he's been, like, he's a ward boss, he, and these guys have been fucking around the town for, like, a week. So he would know what they were. Yeah. How'd they know that thing, whatever, that, what'd you call it? A soul stone? How'd they know it was in my basement? I didn't even Man, know it was there. You're asking a lot of questions that you have way more answers to than we do. <laughs> you need to get your like, get your fucking crow's nest in order. <laughs> Listen, once we get everything straightened out here, we're going to go take that back. Hey, you guys are good at taking things, aren't you? <laughs> it's true. You know, we'll we'll happily discuss we'll happily discuss that job and the terms. <laughs> So I think it's, I know it's getting kind of late, so I think what we'll end with is you guys uh, come home, you wait, and you Man, wait. weren't there, weren't there four of us? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there, there was that other guy, the one who was in jail for a while? Or no, no, it was, uh, uh, Cliff was in jail, I'm right. Yeah. I was never in jail. I'm, I guess I'm in jail you now. You are now, oh, maybe. Uh, if you're lucky, you're in jail. We'll see. <laughs> with uh, your roles, I'm not sure you're that lucky. So let's go ahead and do end of session stuff then. Uh, let's start with at the top, Cliff. All right. Uh, you just a challenge with calculation or conspiracy. Uh, I think there was a lot of that at the beginning of the session, for sure. Uh, less in the later half. Yeah. I'd I'd say it's uh, Mark two. I think, you know, I would say it occurred multiple times. I addressed the Lady Pender and thing of calculation and conspiracy, and also trying to turn these people against each other play our hand I, I will take two points for that yeah yeah go ahead uh you express your beliefs drive heritage your background i'm definitely going to mark one for once again being a coward that is the mm -hmm. core of my belief so far so yep i don't know if the pendering conversation really would count for that exactly i guess you could say it's cowardice to try to play people off each other but hmm, i don't think it's quite enough to quantify yet are uh, you struggle with issues from your visor traumas? I have neither yet, so. All Three right. Points. You have a vice. Uh, is Iskra. Yeah, I don't still need applied. All right. You addressed a challenge with technical skill or mayhem. Yes. Yep. You expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. I tried to, but Jeremy doesn't like it when I do things. <laughs> uh, you expressed your glance. So that counts. <laughs> well, no, I was trying to get Rorik to talk about being undead, and he wouldn't. I mean, that counts for you, like you were trying to do it, but you you were expressing that. He just wasn't playing along. You struggled with your issues from your vice or traumas? No, not this session. So that's two whole experience points for accomplishing absolutely nothing. Okay. All right. What? And Virgil. So I marked my desperate action. Uh, I addressed a challenge with knowledge or arcane power. I, I shot lightning at people again. I think I count that as that. Yeah. <laughs> Explicit my drives or backgrounds. Not explicitly, I guess. Uh, struggle with issue of vice or trauma. I didn't keep shooting lightning because my stress was too high. Does that count? <laughs> no. Um. No, I don't. I don't think so. No. Yeah, just the one. Okay, and Sophia. Drill challenge deception influence. I mean, at least once. Yeah. Yeah. Believe Strav's heritage or background. I mean, I tried, but you know, the rest of the team dragged me down on that one. But I'm still taking it. <laughs> I think just two. Didn't really struggle with vice or trauma there. I'm not gonna roll ones until I'm literally dead, dude. I mean, I think you expressed your beliefs. It, it sucks that we're not on the same page, but 
take it. Take oh, it. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, taking he, it for that. Yeah, you took yeah. it. That gave you an advancement. There you go. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. The problem is all the rest of my abilities are really niche, so that is tough. The mesmerism is pretty pointless. Uh, you can't take something from a different playbook. Yeah, I've, look, I've been looking. Yeah. So. Um, Actually, like, I'll take, I'm going to take Rook's Gambit just so I can roll good things. Do, you, do we want to do rep and everything? Or we're we going to do XP for the team. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, I guess we technically executed a successful espionage operation. I mean, we so accomplished what we, we did our job. To be yeah. Here yes, to you did exactly what you came in to do. And uh, we contended with challenges above our station in two ways. Uh, I would say mark twice for that for sure. I don't. We definitely didn't bolster our reputation. I mean, Rorik thinks well of us. Yeah, until his asshole friend talks to him. Yeah, y'all are probably gonna lose a point of rank with them. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and you know, inner the goals, inner conflict. I, w well, I would say like we did it, but so did so did Virgil. Yeah, go ahead and give yourself two for that as well. Because we had a lot of stuff going on there. We'll do all the rest of downtime next time? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do downtime next time. 